Whitelist.io Kia ora koutou, ko Courtney Toku Ingoa. And hello everyone, my name is Courtney. I am a mindset, mindfulness and self-development coach from Ototahi Christchurch in New Zealand, if you can't tell from the extremely strong accent. Sometimes I'll go into an Australian accent because some of my family live there and a lot of the people I work with, coaches and mentors, also from Australia. So just going to preempt, that is why sometimes there is a bit of a twang from from business as usual. This podcast going into season three, which is very exciting. And I'm intuitively leading this podcast to just follow the season that I'm in, which is really cool to bring you guys along. If you have been here since the very start of season one, end of 2022, you will know that there has just been so much exciting stuff for the podcast. And season three is bringing a new intentionality around bringing back those teaching elements, mixing them in with what season two was, which was all about normalizing spits of conversations and having conscious and vulnerable connections. I am so excited to bring you the blend and just bring you guys along for the ride as what this podcast is constantly evolving into. It's just, just the most magical journey and I'm so grateful for you here, for your energy and let's get into it. Open your mind, stay grounded, stay connected to what is for you, what isn't, what's resonating, and maybe what is something for you to put in your toolbox for later on in life. Let's get into it. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the On The Fucking Vibe podcast. Hope you're having a beautiful week, and we have a very special guest with us today. I will get her to jump on and introduce herself and then I will ask her the icebreaker question. Riley, come on and introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, all the things. Oh, hello, my name is Riley and I am a health and mindset coach. Um, I do face-to-face personal training, I do online coaching, nutrition, mindset, all of it. I do all of the things. Um, I just love getting people healthy really is what I really really love to do and yeah what I just feel like I was put on this earth to do I love it yeah literally I was just like Riley and I've just been on a breathwork um session with with our mentor and from asking you that question your whole energy just was just like oh yeah I'm going to talk about what I'm really passionate about your whole energy changed just like that is amazing I just yeah Love what you do. The actual vibe, the epitome of the omnipresence of pink, um, must I say. <laughs> and Yeah, I live and breathe it. Don't you worry. Everything I own is pink. Um, I even pink. Drive, a, I drive a pink car. <laughs> okay, I've heard about the pink car and I want to ask you about this afterwards because I'm like, I haven't actually asked you about the pink car. Um, but yep, to open us... <laughs> it's good. <laughs> to open us up today... Gosh, are we like the giggles today? It's so good. To open us up today... What is on the fucking vibe for you this week, Riley? It could be anything. It could be anything from peanut butter to setting strong boundaries. So that is your scope. What's on the fucking vibe for you this week? Do you want to know what's on the fucking vibe for me this week? I'm bringing back smoothies. Mm. I, 
I don't think I've drunk smoothies in a gazillion years because I have recently been living in London and like it's just not very warm there. It's not a smoothie vibe. So I've been living in not London for five years and I I I no, no vibes with <laughs> smoothies over there. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> but like now that I'm back home, I'm back in Australia, we're coming into summer. I'm like every literally, well, we're only on Tuesday, but <laughs> so like three days in a row, <laughs> I've been having smoothies. I was like, I need an afternoon smoothie. Like the fruit's coming into season. No, you blend it yeah. so yummy and creamy and sweet. So I've just, I've really been on the smoothie hype recently. Mm, it is good. And you're like, oh, when it's just like when daylight savings hits, I'm like, yeah, it's like two things. And I also saw on your stories as well. I was like, wafing <laughs> the smoothie season and also barbecue season. Barbecue season oh, is yeah. back. It's like the extra hour. I'm like an extra hour to cook outside is just, that's, that's the fucking vibe. Yeah, definitely. Last night we had our first barbecue of the summer. Um, my dad was meant to cook it, but he fell asleep. So <laughs> my boyfriend. Dallas Savings got him. Got him. <laughs> my boyfriend, who's British and very rarely has barbecues again, different vibe in the UK. We, I was like, can I Shook. just try and cook the barbecue? I was like, I don't, I don't really know what to do, but <laughs> put some meat on there, you'll be fine. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, sure, I'll give it a go. He was doing all these funky things, and I was like, I've never seen anyone kind of like cook a barbecue that way. But it ended up being really good, and it was delicious at the end of the day. So, however, at the end there, of the day, it was yum. Yeah. I love that. He, he now he's had his first real like thrown in the deep end barbecue experience, but at least, <laughs> at least it was in the safety of his own home rather than like in the, you know. And like a yeah. friend's barbecue or something. It's like he's safe. He's safe there. And he's yeah, he's for sure. Just the... for a few people. It's, yeah. it's small. Just a small casual dinner. <laughs> yeah, just small intimate gathering. <laughs> I love it. All right. The pink car. How pink mm-hmm. is the pink car? Like the, literally that pink. pink. Actually, is the it like a is... BMW or something? No, it's a Toyota Yaris. Oh. Um, the color is called Cosmopolitan. So it's a very, like, yeah, imagine, like, the colour of the cosmopolitan drink. It's very, like, real mm-hmm. hot, hot pink. Um, but th- this goes even further back. My So this is my second car that I've owned. My first car that I owned before I moved overseas, um, like, when, you know, when I turned 18 and I bought that car, it mm. was another pink one. <laughs> I used to have a Oh, my God. In a pink. No. Um, yeah, I was, like, <laughs> that, was a, that was a bit of a lighter pink, actually. It was more kind of similar to this. Yeah, I know the vibe. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was just obsessed with it. And so when I came back here and I needed to buy a car early this year, I was like manifesting a pink car and the car market is just like wild, wild here at the moment. Like It's, cr- it's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, like you can't get brand new cars. So it me- makes all of the secondhand cars like really expensive. And like, we will, you know, I was like, we need a car. Like, especially where I live, like I, can- I live on a farm, like in the middle of nowhere. Like I need a car to get around. Yeah. So we're on, like car sales, like trying to find cars and <laughs> Um, you know, had a few things that fell through, like, and just really bad, like literally drove an hour into the other side of the city to go see a car. And mm. when we got there, they'd sold it like two hours before, just like bad experiences. And I was just like, something, something that wasn't a pink car, by the way, <laughs> I was like something in, in something's going to happen, right? The right Not car for you. Is the right time and I'm going to get it. And as we, as that night of when the bad experience of the car being sold, <laughs> on car sales a pink one came up and I was like perfect price range everything and I was like oh my god this is my car literally called the guy looked in for the next morning to go see it and I bought it on the spot <laughs> uh, 
just like he just like he drew it up I know it was just like meant to be yeah mm. so I feel like a pink car is rare so the guy selling it would have been like oh this is gonna take like quite a long time to sell that like, no one's in the really in the market for a pink car and he's like yeah. oh little I did he know I know because obviously I had to sell my old pink car and I, I sold it within a couple of weeks it wasn't very hard oh I don't know maybe because they don't make a lot of them the rare the rare people who do want a pink car are always mm. like for them. I don't know it's just yeah. supply demand like is it you know <laughs> <laughs> where is it sitting in the scale at the time yeah because otherwise I was like speaking to my brother who's a mechanic and I was like how much does it cost to get a car like painted or like can I get it wrapped <laughs> yeah I, like, I, I will do what I need to do. about ways I could get a pink car and it just it just fell into my lap it just happened it's yeah. so good I feel like like talk about your time in London I know we've spoken about this as well but the the time you spent in London over five years like what was kind of your like motivation to go in the first place was there like um friends that were going or were you just like I've always wanted to go like what was kind of the the motivation and vibe to to go in the first place I spoke about moving over there ever since I was like was leaving school like in year 12 um but obviously being a little 18 year old that's like such a big thing to do so I didn't follow through with it I went into uni did like the classic thing uni degree came out of uni got a job um and then I went I went took six months off and I went traveling um for six months and I did like four months in Europe and like two months in Asia and once I came back from that trip I was like I can't I was like I can't stay here there's like there's too many cool things to see in the world there's too much yeah. to do there's too much experience I was like I need to I need to get out of here <laughs> and yeah um, yeah one of my like best friends from like childhood she was like yeah I'll move with you like I want to move and I was like yep yeah, okay cool and then literally six months later we left <laughs> we really didn't like mess so around good. I came back to Australia after traveling for a little bit so I could save a bit more money and yep. then yeah, we decided mm-hmm. to move over there. Um, and like the real driving force behind it was I just wanted to travel more. I just wanted to be able to see things. And, you know, as much as I did my six month trip, that cost a lot of money. I ran out of money at the end of that. So I was uh-huh. like, how can <laughs> I, um, you know, still go and travel so much, but obviously still need to make an income. And yeah, that's especially one of the reasons why we decided on London as well because very easy to get a job there but also very close and easy to travel to Europe and do like weekend trips and little things like that and just like see as much as you possibly can um so yeah that was kind of the reason why I moved over there <laughs> I didn't intend on being there for five years like five years is a long time <laughs> it's a really long time I feel like most people it's like two maybe three years is kind of like their mm. their maximum well but- yeah my friend that I moved over with she um only lasted about six months it just wasn't right for her she wasn't loving it so she decided to leave six months later and got I was on her like, so good just yeah yeah for sure yeah. But I was not ready to leave I was like no, no no I'm just like just setting up my life you know I was like I've yeah. got more to do things to do here so yeah I decided to stay on my own um and then yeah just build up my life from there and then I met my boyfriend so he was the main reason why I ended up staying for so long uh-huh. <laughs> um and yeah that's sort of like how it all played out wow 
Yeah, I love the intention of going for a certain period of time and then just blowing that out of the water. Like I remember having a very similar conversation with my dad and saying, oh, hey, I'm just going to go traveling for two months. I'm going to go to Europe. Um, That's it. Like I finished uni, worked like my whole whole uni degree summer. I was like, cool, two months. And he's like, all right, full well knowing. I was like, I think I'll do it a little bit more traveling. This was like 2018. I was like, okay, I'm just going to go for a little bit longer. And then I ended up going for on and off for two years. <laughs> <laughs> Once it hits you, it hits you. <laughs> yeah, it just kind of happened. And then people were going on trips. Like my friend was going to Africa and I was like, that's sick. And we did our ecology, like biology degree together. And it was working. Uh, we're going to volunteer and kind of work at this like line lodge that had a, a lab on site. So we're like, that's sick. I'm fine. I'll come. And then, yeah, just friends and, and family and bits and pieces just doing trips in between. And I was like, well, I've got nothing to do. And the workaholic money that I'd saved off my bank account, like, why not? Mm, yeah. It's the best thing to spend your money on. Yeah. Always. So good. So much fun. <sighs> yeah. The times. The times. <laughs> and yeah, especially like, traveling and stuff like because I feel it's always the way when you go you move somewhere else like you you know it's going to expand you it's growing it's going to be a challenge but there's one thing to like have it in your mind as to what the experience is going to be like and there's another to actually like experience it so do you feel like there was some times when you went that you were like wow I didn't actually expect myself to be like fucking solid in that like that I was like I'm, I'm good and did you feel like there were other areas in which you were like oh, I didn't realize this was like an area for me to grow in. Like, that's cool. And like navigating both sides of that coin. Yeah, 100%. I mean, when I moved over there, I was only like 21, 22. Like I I was pretty young. I feel like I was just still a little baby. Like I had no idea what I was getting myself Mm. into. I was, you know, I'd never lived out of home. So I had to go and like, had to figure out, like find somewhere to live. Like, you know, even I was like, how do I yeah. like clean a toilet? Like I'd never cleaned a toilet in my life. I was like, oh my God, what is this? <laughs> just all those little things that you just have, you don't realize that your parents do for you. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah until, that, until it doesn't happen. You're like, huh. Thrown straight into the deep end across the other side of the world, like having to figure nice. out all of those like adult things. But um, so that definitely made me grow a lot. Um, But in such a good way, I feel like I don't know if I'm going to do something I'd love to do it 100% so yeah if you're going to move out of home move out of home to the other side of the world (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah that was and you know like making friends and like building relationships and when you move over there like you've got no one like yes I moved with one of my friends who then ended up leaving six months later it's like you have to make Mm. a whole entire new network after um do all those things you've got to find a job like it seriously teaches you so, so many things about yourself. And honestly, I think the biggest thing it taught me was just like how resilient I can be and how that I know that I've got myself in no matter what I do. And I'm always, Mm. I'm always like, you know, the safe point and like I can make whatever it is work. And even the point when my friend told me she was leaving, like I was just, I was in shock. Like I had no idea she was going to do that. And then I was like, I'm here by myself. <laughs> like I'm completely yeah. on my own now. Like 
yes, I made yeah. a couple of friends, but like not, not, not really the same. That long, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, mm. So that was like a huge thing for me to sort of like navigate and move towards. But like there was just something deep down in my body saying like, you can't go home. Like you need to stay here. You need to like mm. see this out because so many good things are going to come from it. And literally so many good things did come from so many, so many. Um, So yeah, I'm so happy that I like looking back on it, that I pushed through that and I continued on, even though it was incredibly difficult and hard in the moment. Um, And like another massive thing that I really learned a lot about myself was obviously I was over there for COVID when all of that kind of happened Mm -hmm. in just wild. And I couldn't come home. So I didn't come home for four years because my first year, year and a half was all traveling, fun things. Like I was like, I don't want to go home. And then we went into all of the lockdowns, all the travel restrictions, and I physically couldn't come back to Australia. Um, there were points when there was absolutely no no flights, nothing. And then after that, when it kind of eased up a little bit, there was um, a lot of uh what was it called where you had to stay in a hotel and it was just like outrageously expensive it was yeah like, quarantine stuff yeah yeah quarantine that's the word that was like it was crazy like, no way could I ever come home so um <laughs> and also in the middle of it my visa finished because I only planned to go in there for two years so in the middle of true. that my visa finished I had to figure out how to get a new visa that was like a whole ordeal because normally you'd have to come oh my gosh. to Australia to get the visa approved I obviously couldn't do that I was literally like coming up with like all these different options of like, oh my God, I'm just gonna, my boyfriend's family had a place in Spain. I was like, I'm just gonna have to go to Spain. I'm just gonna have to stay in Spain for a little while till I figure out this visa. Cause obviously you can't stay in the country when your visa's over. No. <laughs> Me, like my boyfriend's family, they're like, yeah, okay, cool. No worries. Well, we've got, we've got this place. You can stay here. You can do this. <laughs> like, but I literally coming up with like so many backup plans because I actually thought I was gonna get to the point where I was going to get, I was just going to have Deported. to leave the country. Yeah, literally yeah. supported, but I couldn't yeah. go back to Australia. Um, thank God, everything just kind of settled out. The government changed the rules about the visas, and you know, it yeah. all worked out in the end. But Head like, away. it was down to a very fine line. Like, I'm talking a couple the of eleventh hour. I was going, yeah, a couple of days, and I was literally my visa was going to be up, and I was going to have to leave. <laughs> so, like. Yeah, honestly, if you want to learn a lot of stuff about yourself, like mm-hmm. move to the other side of the world. <laughs> yeah. So, so much about yourself. Because yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's that, it's that point, like even like touching on resilience and, and who, you, who you are and you're like committed to what you're doing. It's whether it's yourself or the dreams or whatever. But there is that point where you're, one, you have to put yourself over the other side of the world to see that about yourself, to experience mm-hmm. it. Like in your comfort, comfort, in your day-to-day life, like she's pretty, she's fun. She's a great time, but she can get pretty vanilla and there's not mm-hmm. a lot of um, perspective or like, you know, challenging moments if you're not throwing yourself in those like either, you know, internally, <laughs> like mindset-wise, but if you put yourself in a completely different room in a completely different country then you've got no choice other than to sink or swim and that's when yeah. you truly see yourself and you get to see yourself and not only like see but also choose to grow or choose to to go home and be like okay yeah. that wasn't for me yeah which is also perfect <laughs> but it's, it's just yeah you get to grow both ways yeah definitely it was 
it's like speechless, but I feel like a big message I definitely want to share to anyone thinking about moving countries, like do it because it yeah. is the best experience you'll ever, ever have. And literally I believe only good things can come it. Whether it works out or it doesn't work out, mm-hmm. like the things that you experience. The appreciation. Yeah. And mm. 100% the appreciation now that I've moved back to Australia. Like I always knew that living over there wasn't a forever thing to me. I always wanted to come home. But um, the appreciation I have for Australia and where I live and where I'm from is just out of this world. And I've come back here and I'm like, oh, my God, there is so much of Australia I need to see. Like, I've seen nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I need to see so much because Australia is such a big and beautiful country. And I feel like sometimes when it's on your doorstep, you're like, uh, like you know, you're not that interested. You're like, it'll oh, be there. there. I can do it whenever. But like moving yeah. away and then coming back really, really makes you appreciate it so much more. Yeah, I feel like when I was traveling, all of these, you know, people from random as fuck countries would be like, hey, have you been to Stewart Island? Have you been to the Coromandel? Have you been to all of these like incredibly beautiful places around New Zealand? I just feel like, no. And we're in the middle of somewhere like really random, like Botswana or like Philippines or something and yeah. like so you come to Botswana but you haven't been to Stewart Island yeah. um which is like the third island and like small island in New Zealand and yeah I was just like fuck I haven't really done much of of New Zealand so coming back and then going into lockdown like I came back went into lockdown like three months later so there was like I'd done my travel but then there was this amazing opportunity to travel New Zealand with no mm. like international tourists because like most of the tourists tourism is like international and it was so cool because you got to go to all these places and it was just like there was no one there it was wild I mean to yeah. go to hook there's like the great walks of New Zealand there's Hooker Valley track which is like one of the most it's like the easiest great walk you can do. So it's really popular. And I was there with my partner probably last April, like just before we opened up to the world. And there was literally it just us, like just us in the wow. afternoon at this like glacier yeah. lake. And I was like, this is, yeah, grateful. But also the tourists are back and I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited about it. Just seeing someone with a backpack walk through town, I'm like, oh, the vibes. <laughs> Literally sets my heart on fire. It's amazing. Trying to think of questions to ask you, Riley, because I I feel like I know very much your vibe about health and wellness and mindset and travel, and I feel like it just like it just sums you up as a the energy that you are. But Mm -hmm. about when you started to open up and your energy like completely shifted as when you're talking about something you're so passionate about, where did the the passion come for helping people live their healthiest life? Like, did that start for a personal journey for you? Where did that kind of originate from? Mm, yeah, it definitely came from a personal journey that I went through. Um, I, when I was younger, I did um quite competitively like cheerleading and I did all-star cheerleading. So I feel like through my teenage years, I, you know, we trained so hard, which had like three hour long trainings, like three times a week. Like it was very intense. So I never had to think mm. about like the movement aspect of my life. It was just there. I went to training like 
I was, you know, I absolutely destroyed yeah. <laughs> during training. Yeah, I was doing like, the dang things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, that kind of ended um, because I wanted to go traveling and I couldn't commit to competitions and things like that. And mm. it was kind of at that point where it was like, I gained a bit of weight because I wasn't moving so much. I was also from traveling because I was just eating all of the food everywhere. And that was the best experience the ever. Best. But kind of those two things combined was like okay obviously I need to do something like you know I wasn't feeling that great I was drinking a lot <laughs> which I don't think was then helping the other <laughs> aspects of the food you know all of the greasy food that you crave afterwards like all of that kind of came on within like a few years yeah. and I just was sort of like hitting this point where I was like I can't keep going like this like something's wrong like mm. I just don't feel good I'm you know people drink and then they're like oh I'm just hungover the next day and it's like no your, your hangover lasts for a good few days afterwards mm-hmm. and four days this, <laughs> yeah just this constant cycle of that um and to be honest my sort of like at the point when I finally found something that worked for me was actually during lockdown when we had so much time and I was like and also we were very like stagnant in the <laughs> like, place get to be out <laughs> than normal because at least like in my normal life you know I'd be like working into walking into work and things like that um mm. so I sort of just like at this point I was like I need to move like I need to do something so yeah it was just sort of like during lockdown I really kind of fell in love with like working out even though it was just like workouts literally from home with like you know our one dumbbell that we had and I was like whatever type of variation <laughs> of exercise I could possibly do yeah. <laughs> and literally <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really just started from there and then I sort of just kind of like fell in love with it and like how good I felt afterwards and you know starting to kind of change my diet a little bit and focus on more more nutritious foods and things like that and then um yeah I just had a lot of free time during lockdown as you did so I was like how can I learn more about this I was like I want to learn more um and you know this was, was quite a few years ago so I feel like there wasn't as much information as like readily available as there there is now so I was like the only the only way I knew how to learn more about it was to literally go and like study personal training and study nutrition um mm-hmm. so I was like okay I'm just going to go do that I had no intention <laughs> yeah. of actually like becoming a personal trainer or doing anything with it I was just like I yeah. want to learn more for myself because obviously the small amount I'm doing right now make is making me feel good and I want to do more of it like how can I do more um so yeah it just started from that and then that took me like a few months to like get through that and then when I was sort of near the end, I was like, oh my God, like I can help other people do this. Like I can help other people feel as good as I feel every single day. Um, and yeah, it just sort of developed from then. But then I was sort of, I still had a full-time like office job that I worked and mm. I was just kind of doing this a little bit on the side, just, you know, getting a few clients through Instagram here and there. And just like, it was just like a really small kind of thing I did on the side just for like a little bit of fun. Um, and then when I came back, to Australia this year and I was trying to look for another job I was just sort of like I can't go work for another person I was like I can't go and just like sit in an office <laughs> and like, a computer like all day every day and I was just like I don't know in this bit of like crossroads and I was like I it just doesn't feel right going back into like the job that I used to work into it was just like I just felt so I was like it's just not where I'm meant to be and yeah I decided to like bite the bullet and just go all in with personal training online coaching all of it and yeah it's been only a few months of doing that so far but I'm absolutely enjoying it and it is 
literally incredible. And like you said, I definitely light up when I get to talk about those things and I get to help all of my clients and people like really make that impact in their life. So it really definitely feels like it's just where I'm meant to be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that it was because vibe journey was very similar as well. Like going to do a PT course just out of interest, like personally, I was like, like my brain didn't go oh get a personal trainer my brain went oh go and do a PT course so you can learn yeah, everything that's what I was like <laughs> yeah it's like I've got like a scientific like analytical brain as a motive and woo as I am I was like I need to learn everything so that I can know how to like coach myself and then having that realization of going oh actually I can use this to help people but I can see the the gap in where I was like why did I turn to a PT degree rather than getting a PT like what was my barriers and it was definitely in that so yeah scope of um mindset and just that scope of relationship and having like a safe space to open up to about because it's never just the fitness it's never just the PT or the nutrition there's always something a little bit deeper not that everything is seven layers deep there's always at least one layer mm-hmm. and I think that one layer was really that it's like the catalyst for so many other little things in your life to shift, which the little things are actually the big things. And yeah, relationship with food, relationship with body. It's so much more than just surface level, like action thing we do, we eat and and how we look. It's yeah, it truly is how we truly look after ourselves and, and feel so worthy to do so, which is cool. Yeah, totally. I was actually um like typing up some content the other day and I was just like, you know, anyone can give you a plan. You can get a plan off the internet, like, and you can follow it. You can follow a meal plan. You can follow a training program, but you don't. So like, <laughs> there's a reason why. <laughs> you literally and don't, yeah. Yeah, even if it's only one one layer deep, there is a reason as to why you can't follow those plans. And that's what mm. we need to work on. And that's what we need to kind of like uncover because until you figure out what that is, you're, you're not going to be able to follow those plans. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like for me, when I really started getting into PT and fitness, I kind of went into the pendulum swing of the other side of it. I really, I'd been kind of like working out for three or four years at that point and, you know, kind of just fucking around effectively. But I, when I started to learn all of the tools, I didn't have like a soundboard or something to kind of bounce things off. So I was just like, I was like, okay, cool. This is right. Like, yep, this is what that person's doing. Cool. Yep. And I was just doing everything. I was going to the gym like six times a week. And sometimes (laughs) I go twice a day and I really went into overdrive. And I just Mm. remember looking at myself in the mirror one day and going, I don't, I don't like myself and I don't like my body. And like, Mm. but I'm so fit and so externally, it was like the fittest and the healthiest that I had ever like looked. And it, when you have the like, body dysmorphia conversation it's just like how well do you actually see yourself but I looked in the mirror and I was like nah fuck that I don't want to talk about myself that way anymore so I went home published my Instagram and started my PT business and I was like I don't want anyone else to ever feel this way ever again mm-hmm. and that was kind of the catalyst for everything yeah that is so beautiful mm. So it's, it comes from those that kind of two-sided coin. Like you, I feel like passion is always fueled by either something that you have been through, whether it's like a painful experience or something that you have 
experienced so much growth within from a place of like, you know, like I was here and now I'm here or from a place of just like actual fuel, like pure passion for that thing and for life. And like, sometimes it could be such, even just like such a small thing for you to implement into your life, but it's just like this literally changed everything for me. Mm. It was a catalyst for every other area of, of life. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what's so underrated about like taking care of your health is like, Mm. if you don't have your health, like what do you have? You know, yeah. so, <laughs> <laughs> literally though like <laughs> yeah any form of wealth is in your health um yeah so yeah I know I think definitely that's why I am so passionate about helping people improve their health because you can go out and you can do all of these things but at the end of the day like if you feel shit you're not you're not going to enjoy it and you're not going to live it mm. like its fullest experience and you're not going to you know yeah experience it like as much as you could or you know you'll have those yeah. thoughts in the back of your mind like you're going out and doing this like big massive thing that you always dreamed of but then you're sitting there thinking oh well like I look terrible I hate my body like you know I've got xyz I'm not happy about this I don't like my legs like whatever it is you've got that going on in the back of your mind mm-hmm. and you don't appreciate this thing that you've actually gone out and achieved and done because that's always playing there in the back of your mind and that's why, yeah. yeah, I just truly believe it. this work is like literally like to be the center of your life because it can affect so many other things in your life. Yeah, absolutely. I literally feel like you were speaking to my soul of me like four <laughs> or five years ago. And, and it really yeah. is like you, sometimes I, I, as I just do, it's in contemplation, like every day, it's a party up in here. But like thinking back to, what my dominant thoughts were and what my what how my self-talk was at that time before I started really looking into my relationship with my health and with fitness and there are so many experiences and just very everyday things as well as like the big expanse of things that you're like I never even dreamed I could do this that are robbed by these other thoughts and other emotions and it really is the core of yeah, being able to actually able to fully receive the abundance of life and to be happy and, and to, to live a joyful and fulfilled life is like, where is your dominant state? Like, what is your dominant self-talk? Where are the thoughts going? Are they going towards your body? Are they going towards like negative, negative talk self, negative self-talk like to your like internal system? Um, and if it's either of those, then that is robbing you of so much joy in your life and Mm. yeah that that is it it was just so I don't know normal to operate in that way for a very long time until I realized that it wasn't fucking normal (laughs) yeah Yeah. and I was like fuck that shit (laughs) off we go (laughs) yeah and then that's the catalyst isn't it yeah yeah we do love a catalyst but I think the biggest catalyst is getting sick of your own shit yeah mm. yeah there's just so so many things isn't there <laughs> there's so many things <laughs> so many things um and I feel like the course that we're both a part of at the moment it's it speaks very much to kind of like that concept and but it's cool because I feel like to truly see yourself and to truly be sick of your own shit you have to 
also at the same time be building such a beautiful relationship with yourself of self-love, self-trust, self-compassion. Because truly, if you were to see, okay, I'm sick of my own shit, you're not going to move from a place of shame and guilt, but you can move from that place of love and self-compassion and be like, okay, what is actually for my highest good? Like that's where, that's the, that's the energy in which I'm wanting to move from. And moving from there is a really beautiful place, but yeah, there's definitely been movement from the other side. It, 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 it helps, but it's never going to get you very far or go to the depths to actually create sustainable and relatively linear change for the, for the good, mm. for the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. sure. I really love talking about like, it's an actual lifestyle change. And I think when you come at wanting to improve your health and your fitness from that shame kind of space, it's not a lifestyle change. It's something you're going to do temporarily and you're probably going to step back. But once, you know, Mm. it's always just that little click. There's like something that happens in your life. It can even come down to someone just saying one little thing and it just clicks in people. And once you get that click and you're, yeah, moving from like a place of love and a place of like wanting to better your life, um, because you love yourself so much that is when that true like lifestyle change happens and yeah it's it's just so incredibly sustainable and you're just in it for the long haul now it's not a quick fix it's not something you're trying mm. to do just because you know you want a bit of a flutter tummy or something like that you're doing it because you actually deeply care about yourself and you deeply care that you are improving your life for the better and for a long term you know for the rest of your life I talk, you know, a lot of time when I'm speaking to my clients who are really wanting to make, really wanting to make this a sustainable change, I'm like, this is lifelong. Like, I want you to get into your mind right now that you are doing this for the rest of your life. It's not something you're Mm -hmm. just coming and seeing me for like, you know, 12 weeks, a few months, however long it is, and you're dropping off and you're forgetting about it. Like, what we're doing right now is setting you up for you to be able to do this forever for the rest of your life. Um, and I think when people sort of start to get into that mindset and start to see it as like a long-term thing, that's when you really see that change happen. And those commitment levels like really are really there and they follow through on it. Mm. Yeah. Cause coming at it from the place of this is literally like, it's not just, you know, the, the lifestyle, yes, on the outside, it looks like a certain way, but it truly is within the lifestyle there is a simple relatively easy when you know how easy habits and routines and boundaries and standards to implement that overall look like a lifestyle but it really is looking at those holistically and going okay if we, if we want and we desire this lifestyle and, and this you know relationship with our body and nutrition and fitness and all the things it's like okay what are the habits and everything that underpin that and when you tell someone from this is what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life, there's no rush. You drop the fucking pressure to change overnight and be like, oh my gosh, I love my body. No, like, mm. like maybe, but in most cases it's going to take time. But when you communicate with, with someone and, and like listening to this, like you have time, like while yes, time is so incredibly precious and don't like sleep on your growth and your goals and what you want to do but also the more pressure you put on to be a perfectionist and like have everything you shit sorted overnight the more your energy you're just going to put into trying to attain a certain like person without yeah stifling 
the person that you get to grow into and you actually just don't enjoy the journey. So it's it's cool when you start to see people adopt more of that, oh, patience. Patience, and then the energy goes into the building. Mm, patience, yeah, that's a really good word. <laughs> because yeah it does it doesn't have to have to happen overnight as long as you are making the tiniest smallest change every single day and you're just constantly working on bettering yourself and it's like honestly it can be so tiny all of those little things are going to compound over time to be a big massive lifestyle change and I know that sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like we get caught up in that day to day and you're like oh well I just don't really feel like I've done a lot you know I don't feel like I've changed like blah 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 whatever it is and then all of a sudden you're like six months down the track and you're like I'm a completely different person (laughs) (laughs) literally and and I I, think you don't notice on the day-to-day but then it compounds over mm, a longer amount of time and yeah so the magic happens it is just the magic like it's literally magic the magic in the everyday small things and Mm. I love there's just such a special moment whether it's like a client or, or yourself where you just take like even if you're listening right now, I just want you to take like a mental check note of like we were six months ago. So what is that like mm-hmm. April or May this year? And just think about even one or two things in your life that you have changed for the better or that you have started or that you have stopped doing, like behaviors, beliefs, ways of being. Like that's growth. And sometimes mm-hmm. we discount like even that going wow, actually I did commit to that thing or that did happen or I stopped talking to that person or I started showing up for my health in this way. It may not be huge at the time, but when you look back over six months, like even if I think to myself six months ago about where I was to now, it blows my fucking mind. I'm just like, get a girl. But also it's like commitment to Yes, some big stuff, but also a lot, a lot, a lot more small stuff. Mm, yeah, it's definitely the little stuff that is going to make the biggest change. And yeah, six months is a long time. You can do a lot in six months if you're committing to those little teeny tiny things every day. Yeah, because there's that, there's that quote, it's like we overestimate how much we can do in one day, mm. but we underestimate how much we can do in like six months to a year. Yeah, And I'm like... It's so true. Human beings, we're inherently kind of lazy and we just want things like ASAP, which I'm like, great. That's ambition and impatience like expressed in a very healthy way is incredible. And like, like those people go so far, but there's a point to which that just ends up stifling you and you don't get to see, oh, okay. If I just start here and I do that really well, then I add, I do this really well, then I add. And it's all of these like small incremental things but overall like um, our mentor sent through a list the other day um Emro she's doing a brain and body like like a 10-day challenge at the moment and I looked at that list and I was like fuck I actually do like 90% of those and I was like there's a a couple and there's like oh brain games I actually haven't done that that was it's been really fun but I was like fuck three years ago I was doing fucking none of that list there was like 20 things. I was like, I did absolutely fucking nothing. I was like barely going to the gym, barely eating like three meals a day. <laughs> I was like on my like um, TikTok girl, like two crackers and a cheese diet. <laughs> Fucked. But I was like, oh, but that did not, have, that did not happen overnight. No. That happened I, I totally... extremely slowly. 
Yeah, I agree with that list. And I think when she, when I saw, before I'd read what the list was, I saw the length of the list. I was like, oh my God, no, no, no. I was like, no, no, that's too hard. That's I put that in the too hard boss. I was like, yeah, how, am I, how am I going to do that many habits? And then I actually <laughs> read them and I was like, oh, I do that. I do that. I do that. I was like, oh, I do that sometimes. Maybe I could, in, you know, increase the frequency of that. But yeah, it was the same kind of thing. Like I was like, I do 90% of that list. And I think that was a real moment for me mm. in looking at like how far I've come because yeah. me a few years ago, five years ago, like wouldn't have been doing any of those things at all. Like, and that's where yeah. it's like, you really got to meet yourself where you're at in your journey, aren't you? Because there are going to be some people who would look at the list of those really long habits and they actually aren't doing many of them. And they probably just need to focus on a couple and just build up on those. But then you get to a point in your journey where you're like, actually, these things just come second nature for me. I haven't even thought about doing yeah. them. They just happen. It's and integrated into your lifestyle. Yeah. And then yeah. it just really hits you and you're like, wow, <laughs> I've made a lot of progress. And I know that like everyone listening to this can have that moment as well. If you're mm. just in it and you commit to it for the long term, then you are going to have that moment. You're going to have that moment that hits you and you're like, oh, my God, I've come so incredibly far. Mm. and I love sitting with myself in those moments and just celebrating myself so deeply and being like fuck Courtney like acknowledge yourself this is amazing like you just keep committing to yourself over and over again I literally have this like self-pep talk and I'm like we're so this is so fun but I love what you said about (laughs) honestly like who's gonna gas me up myself um what you said about elevating the frequency of something um and that's a really cool way to say it as well, because so often we can look for the new shiny thing. And, and especially if people, or I was like, I'm not new to self-development, but when I started, you know, going, okay, I'm a coach, so I've got to do everything and really adapting that concept of self, which we've, we've, we've let her go now. But in the same breath, the standard as to which I wanted to operate in I was like, oh, I've got to do everything. I've got to do all these things, like, you know, and some of them really aligned, some of them just, like, didn't, but was, yeah, I was looking for the new shiny thing to attach to. But I feel like actually a lot of growth and a lot of the the depth and the actual true embodiment of those habits or things or skills, tools, whatever they are, came from the elevation, came from looking at what I'm literally already doing. And going, okay, how can I do that a little bit better? Like, what if that movement actually just needs to change for a season of my life? Like, what if my meditations need to be 20 minutes, not 15? Like, how can I just add a small change to something I'm already embodied and I'm already, it's in my lifestyle, but can I just bring a little bit more intentionality to those things? Mm, I really love about, love like speaking about just elevating your life and elevating the habits and the routines that you already do because you probably already do a lot of the things that you need to do all you need to do them do them with is a little bit more intentionality right you just Mm. need to you know tweak the way that you do them or the time or the frequency or something like that it's things that you're already doing but yeah you just need to elevate them and then that is what is like really going to make you feel absolutely incredible and make them a little bit more on a consistent basis in your life as well and it's just like you already have it within you I know that you do and I know that we all do so it's just taking those little pieces of elevation and it's like Mm. just amazing 
Yeah, even to the very like core of food, right? Like we all, you know, at, at a base level, we all kind of eat like at least something yeah. during the day, even if it's like peak me years ago eating my crackers, but like at least I was eating. Mm. But I was like, okay, if I'm, you know, if I'm going to do this thing, if I want to fuel my body, how can I just bring some intentionality and elevate that? And maybe it's making sure that I just eat three meals a day. Like actually that, that yeah. was my work at some point, like fucking legit to actually just make sure I was eating three times a day. And then from there, I was like, okay, now I'm eating three meals a day. How can I make two of those meals like kind of healthy and nutritious? So I've just put the intention into like breakfast and, and dinner is like really, it's like nutritious, like wholesome lunch. I can do whatever. And then elevating it from there. And yeah, again, not an overnight fix. That was like over mm. about a year, <laughs> over mm-hmm. a year for me to kind of implement. But it was just like, yeah, slow elevation of one area of my life over time. But yeah, now I'm like, oh, it just is. It literally, yeah. it literally just is. Yeah, that's a really, really good example of how you're already doing the things. You probably just need to be a little bit more intentional. And even, again, just going back to that starting with a really tiny thing, like if where you're at right now is you just need to be eating three meals, then that is, that's a perfect goal for you. That's a perfect thing to hit. And I think also that's where we need to take a little bit of like the comparison part of that out mm-hmm. as well because everybody's in their own journey. And you yeah. comparing where you're at to someone else is, it's never going to get you anywhere because, you know, what that's what the things you don't see. Someone could be comparing themselves to you right now and mm-hmm. their goal just needs to be they need to eat three three meals a day. Um, and that, that's where it's just like that comparison. Like it truly is the thief of joy because for you, if in this moment, like your big goal and your big massive thing that you're elevating and, you know, it's going to make a real change in your life is just eating three meals a day, then that's when we need to, we should celebrate that and you know feel the joy that we are actually making those achievements and no matter how big or small they are or how they're comparing to other people like that is an achievement for you and that is really compounding into that bigger lifestyle change that's going to come down you know down the line as well so it's so important to like celebrate those little things no matter how small they are no matter how little in comparison to someone else's journey like they're just still absolutely incredible and it's just like yeah, I just really wish people would celebrate themselves more. I, you know, I'm so passionate about making sure people celebrate themselves more because yeah. we do make <laughs> a lot of progress and we just kind of skim past it because it's not where mm. this person is over here or it's not the really big massive goal that you have over here. It's, it, But it's still a goal and it's still something you've managed to do that maybe you couldn't do in the past. So, yeah, definitely sitting in this space of like celebrating yourself no matter where you were at. Mm. Absolutely. Just like check in where you're at, like meet yourself where you're at and move from there. And if you need to meet meet yourself where you're at and celebrate that and then move from there, then do that. Because I I had uh, my whiteboard, which is like just behind. And I kind of wrote myself like a few mantras for the year. And one of them was, oh my gosh, it's hiding. (laughs) I'm like, can't remember what it is. But it's, it's something along the lines of, if you celebrate everything in your life, you're going to have a life of endless celebrations. And it's like, it's so fucking simple. But if you wow, truly celebrate that. everything in your life, it, that is literally how I lead my life now. Every every micro moment is a celebration moment to be grateful for everything. And then I land in these moments like I am 
like you know Riley like the life I'm like this week is just pure magic and it's like oh but it's because I brought those those celebrations to the small things and now I'm starting to celebrate the big things I actually brought intentionality to celebrate and be grateful for everything in my life that I currently have meeting myself where I'm at and then being able to move from there and it just is such a magical fucking process yeah oh my god I'm gonna put that quote on my wall I love that (laughs) (laughs) it's so good I I heard heard from somewhere I think yeah yeah, before I love Mm. it yeah so beautiful and I probably it's probably like paraphrase but it really is just like a a moment to go okay dominant frequency things like what am I what am I doing am I you know celebrating myself like I get to the end of the week and I've done all of my stuff and I'm elevated my standards am I sitting there going okay cool that's nice what's next or am I going fuck yeah that was amazing like I took intentionality I added five minutes to something that brought me so much joy I was present in a conversation and yeah, it really is celebrating the big things, but also just like presence, gratitude, joy, like the most high vibrational emotions that you can feel is going to lead to more of that. Mm, that is beautiful. I'm going to go print it out now. <laughs> <laughs> it's going on the wall in pink. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Riley I'd love I'd love if we can we can finish up this podcast with kind of just like I just feel like you have some like nuggets of wisdom to share around like things either to to elevate all the things that you just see are like such simple things that people can shift in their life especially in their nutrition or their relationship to fitness um mm-hmm. so yeah if you have like two or three just like tips but I know they're just gonna be so much deeper than just like a tip <laughs> but yeah that would be such a such a great way to close this out yes all right I've got so many things um I think one of the biggest things I've definitely noticed in my world recently and what I've been really helping a lot of clients go through is just bringing awareness to what you actually eat sometimes we just operate on this like you know autopilot like I'm just doing this and doing this and doing this I'm I'm here I'm there and we don't actually stop and realize what we're doing um Mm -hmm. and something I've been taking my clients through at the moment is um doing like a nutrition audit so you know I'm looking at their diets and I'm giving them feedback and things like that about you know kind of comes back to that thing of like you're already eating but how can we elevate it how can we make it a little bit better Mm -hmm. but one of the what they do in that um, process is they have to take a photo of the food so obviously I can see what they're eating and a really big piece that's come back is oh you know it's made me aware of what I'm eating it's made me aware of what I'm choosing it's made me aware that oh, you know, for my afternoon snack, I'm actually choosing like some popcorn, which isn't going to be very filling and, you know, last me through till dinner. So actually I'm going to add something else to that so that I, I can be a little bit full. And a lot of the time it kind of comes up on their own and they realize it on mm-hmm. their own. With, um, so cool. Yeah. It's like honestly incredible. Um, But it's like that real awareness piece or, you know, just like stopping stopping yourself from you can't just go straight into the whole entire bag because I need to be able to see the portion so they're having to take the portion out and like put it in a bowl or something and it's it's the tiniest little thing of like oh actually Mm. okay well I didn't eat the whole entire bag I only ate this bowl that I portioned out and I'm actually totally full and I'm totally satisfied and I'm totally like content with what I just eat ate because I had to take that one step and be a little bit mindful about it instead of just Mm. you know pulling the whole bag out and just taking it straight out of the bag so 
I definitely think in whatever kind of way you can bring awareness to it, whether it is that you have to take something out of the packet and like put it in a bowl or you take a photo and look back on your day of what you, you know, in your own camera or you don't have to share it with anyone and actually have a look at what your, your day was made up of. Did you hit, you know, did you have protein in every meal? Did you have a couple of servings of fruit and veg? Like it's very easy to then pick up and see where you could potentially be. I mean, did you even eat three meals? Is <laughs> a big thing. I think sometimes we're so busy. It's work at some point. Yeah, you can forget to eat or you can you realize, oh, actually, I'm not even eating lunch. I'm not eating breakfast, like whatever it is. Um, bringing that awareness piece to it, to mm, it, to your nutrition huge. can just really make a massive change and impact just on your own with kind of like, you know, not having to have any kind of other outside input into it as well. So that was my nutrition one. <laughs> Do you want another one? <laughs> yeah, I'll go for another one. I was like, I hope she plugs the nutrition audit because it's just like the best offer. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. The nutrition audit, is just, it's just life-changing and it's just, it's a real gap I've like seen in the industry where people just need a little bit of help on their nutrition. Mm. and They need the catalyst. Yeah, they don't need a crazy meal plan. They don't need, a, you know, to follow these crazy diets, cut out foods. We just need to do simply what we've been speaking about and just elevate mm-hmm. what you've already been doing, what you've already been eating. And that's really kind of like yeah. the basis behind doing a nutrition audit is, yeah, to just really elevate what you're already eating so that, you know, you can just feel better. You can have more energy. You can have really good digestion, like all of those fun things that we want to achieve, especially throughout nutrition. Um, so my second Love thing that. I want to talk about is... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think so something I've seen is a lot of people think that they need this like perfect morning routine so that they can get up to the gym they can get their workouts in they can do everything <laughs> yes you know before the workday or whatever and where I see people go so wrong is they don't actually look at their nighttime routine it's like what are you mm-hmm. doing the night before that's going to implement oh, sorry influence what your next day is going to look like like is your room completely messy you've got clothes everywhere like if you wake up to that kind of chaotic mess with things everywhere like that's going to set the tone for your day that's the first thing normalized chaos yeah um you know and I think it's like people struggle out struggle to wake up early and get their things done but you look then you go back and you look at your nighttime routine and you're actually scrolling on your phone till like midnight and then you want to try and wake up at 5 a.m so you've only had five hours sleep like it just it doesn't compute (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it's like actually taking a step back looking at what's happening the night before and that's really going to influence like how you can set up your morning, how you can make sure that you can do the things that you want to do in the morning. It actually really comes back to what you do the night before. Yeah. Yeah. That is huge. I love it. I love it. Especially that second one, because it is kind of like the other side of the coin. Um, and I definitely got myself in this trap. I'm like, I'm going to wake up at 5am. I'm going to go to the gym. And I, I'd wake up at five. I go to the gym. But I'd be so fucking tired. I'm like, oh, why? Yeah. Crazy. And um, because I'm going to sleep at like 11 30. I was like, oh, yeah. makes sense. So even, yeah, making that change of bringing more intentionality to, to that time was so cool. And yeah, just making, carving out time to, whether it's like, is like self care or whatever, but also just time to like allow the body to rest. Cause it's like that last like half an hour, an hour before you go to sleep is so important. It's when you've got to set up most of your vibe, most of your like thought patterns for the next day and that last like, especially that last like half an hour before you go to mm-hmm. sleep. So if that half an hour before you sleep is like chaotic, you're probably going to wake up a little bit chaotic as well. So it is, yeah, bring intentionality to 
like what you're doing the time of sleep and the energy in which you are doing it it's yeah. so because we definitely want to be on the fucking vibe the next day <laughs> we fucking we want to be on the fucking vibe we want to be waking up at five and going yes I am off to the gym yep. and I am yeah. at least 95% energetic, a little bit sleepy because <laughs> we're human beings. But it's 5 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> it's 5 a.m. Yeah. I'm a bit of a morning person and I'm just like unapologetic about it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I can't be a morning person if I haven't slept early. So yeah, yeah, it's required. I know that's what I feel a lot. I'm like, I'm a morning person, but I'm only a morning person because I have this beautiful nighttime routine that allows me to go to sleep early, have really deep sleep, wake up super energized. That's the only reason. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not a morning person because I'm trying to preserve a concept of self anymore. <laughs> yeah. Classic gig. But so good. Oh, Riley, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This has been so much fun. So many, yeah, just like nuggets of wisdom for people to take away and just like, the thing with podcasts which I love it's just like don't just sit and listen to a podcast like if there's someone who's actually just like literally teaching you things like take things from this podcast that you're going to implement in your life if it's one or two things like what is a small habit that you're going to implement into your life whether it's in your nutrition your fitness your nighttime routine like actually take something away like I want you to get a piece of paper write it down put it in your calendar and like keep yourself accountable because it really is just like the time that I have a podcast and I write like someone I'm writing notes those are mm. the podcasts that I actually take into my life and they're like just literally free resource but with intentional spending of my time and my energy and actually my action they yeah can shift so much and I feel like this is one of those podcasts so I want to plug I'll pop all of Riley's details in the show notes as well and if you can if you want to find out more information about the nutrition audit the link and everything will be in there but with that Riley, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. It has been the best. Yes, thank you so much for having me. This has been the best conversation ever. Artlist.io Music